morning. Good morning. I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors here at Horizon. And I just want to ask you a question this morning, okay? I want to ask you a question that I want you to think about. Do you want to stand strong when circumstances in your life or in the world literally threaten to crush you? Do you want to stand strong? I've, I've got a phone. I get text messages from y'all. I know you. I meet you for coffee. You have faced stress at work that threatens to crush you. I know y'all. I've talked to you. You are dealing with your, your parents, dealing with medical diagnosis or things in your life that literally threatens to crush you. You're dealing with family and marriage relationships and the hardships that come with just trying to make it through the day and it literally feels like your world is trying to crush you. I sat with kids at Sheremonte Elementary School, fifth graders at a school just a few miles from here, and they told me how they feel like the frustrations and the fear that they have in their lives literally threaten to crush them. What is it this morning that is threatening to crush you? Do you want to stand strong, even in the face of circumstances that threaten to crush you. Stress, family relationships. Oops. We'll also send you flying, not just crush you. We'll try this again. Do you want to stand strong or do you want to be just a shell? A shell of the human that God intends for you to be for a world desperate and hungry for his goodness and grace and mercy to flow out. Do you want to be a shell of the person God's created you to be? Or do you want to stand strong even when the circumstances of life threaten to crush you? This morning we're going to look at, at a man named Daniel who literally looked in the face of things that wanted to crush him. And we're going to, we're going to learn some truths that God teaches us about how to stand strong when everything in the world threatens to crush us. But before this, I usually end with this, but before this I'm going to tell you that that. There is no way around this except the only way that you can stand strong when the world is threatening to crush you, the only way that you can stand strong is through the strength given to you by God. You can't do it alone. If you're sitting here this morning and you're like, I can't stand strong, you're right, you can't. I know I've lived it for three months. You cannot stand strong alone. You can only stand strong in the face of things that try to crush you with the strength of our God, whose dream for you and for your life is for you to stand strong and tall. Listen to me. What is God's dream for your life? For you to stand strong and tall and full for a world that needs you to do that. And you can through the strength of God. I, this, uh, this Christmas, about on December 22nd, I got a call from a woman who's been involved in our church since the very first moments, Meg Callahan. Her nephew was in ICU. Um, and in the, while he was in the ICU, his, his mom and dad, his brother, her brother-in-law and her sister literally like reached out um, to her and they were like, the doctors don't know if he's going to make it or not. And uh, she, she had no idea what to do, so she called me and she said, Erica, I've got his sister here, I've got the rest of the family here, I've got to stand strong, but I feel like I'm about to, to just be crushed. And I said, Meg, let's pray. 
and I prayed for her and I sent some messages to some other people and she called me a week ago and the, the situation worked out really well. Her, her 10 year old nephew is at home recovering and healing in a way that we could only have dreamed would be possible for him, right? That's not always what happens when we pray. But this is what Meg said, even if it didn't come out the way that we expected, she felt like she had the strength to stand strong for her family when everything threatened to crush her and that's what her family needed. That's what her family needed. There are people in here who you entered parenthood in the last little bit, and you've, you've, you've reached out and you said, I just need somebody to pray for me because I don't have the strength to stand alone by myself anymore. There are those of you who your marriage has needed the strength and healing of God to be able to stand strong. There are those of you facing all kinds of things, and in the last few months, through prayer, you have found God to be a God who can strengthen you to stand strong when everything in life threatens to crush you. And this, you are not here this morning by accident. You are here for a reason. And I believe God wants to, to teach you these three truths through the story of a man named Daniel who literally stood on the face of everything ready to crush him. He'd been taken from his home where he grew up his family had been just completely dismantled and disheveled. He was all by himself. Everything that he knew and loved, the God that he worshipped, the way that he worshipped, God, like literally the people around him had tried to take everything around him. They literally tried to crush him. And he still figured out how to stand strong. So if you have your Bibles with me, with you, if you'll turn to Daniel chapter 6, that's where we're going to be studying this morning. And I want you to hear these three truths about how Daniel stood strong. In uh, chapter 6, verse 1, it says, It pleased Darius, so he's a leader. Darius is a leader, so he's not King Nebuchadnezzar. I talked about him a couple weeks ago. Yes, thank you for booing him. Y'all are the best. Uh, he was an awful, terrible, awful king. Like, he did awful things. He stole from people. He was greedy. All he cared about was power. He didn't care about raising up the Babylonians to care about people and create a society or community where people could thrive. That's not what King Nebuchadnezzar was about, so we boo him when we hear about him. King Darius worked for him. He learned all his ways from him. And listen to what he did. He appointed a hundred and 20 satraps, which are these like leaders, to rule throughout the kingdom. With three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. So Daniel is one of three people over 120 people. Does that make sense? The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Like this is the way that I'm going to maintain power in my kingdom. I'm going to keep my eyes on the people. So Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. So is Daniel an awesome guy? It's who the king wants in his place. The administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel. Did the satraps and people he was over, did they like him? No, they wanted to bring him down. So they tried to find charges against Daniel and his conduct of government affairs, but they couldn't find anything that he had done wrong. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. I'm, I'm going to stop right here for just a second. This isn't on your sheet, so it's not note time yet. But I want you all to hear what happens. When he is a man of integrity, when everything has been stolen from him and he has every excuse to be crushed by the circumstances of our world, what did the people around him see? A man who wasn't corrupt. A man who was trustworthy and not negligent. Let's keep going. 
If this is the kind of person you want to be, if you want to stand strong in the face of things trying to crush you, I want you to listen really closely this morning. Finally, these men said, we, are, we can't find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel. We can't get rid of him. unless it, The only way we can get to him is if it has something to do with the law of his God. They knew. They knew that Daniel was able to stand strong and be a man of integrity because of his God. Okay? They said, we got to attack that. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and they said, may King Darius live forever. There's, there's always a way to help build people up, right? Tell them they're, they're a king and they're amazing and we want them to live forever. So the royal administrators, the prefects, the satraps, the advisors, the governors, they all agreed that the king should issue this edict, this order, and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or any human being during the next 30 days except to the king shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, I don't know about y'all. I've been to the zoo enough to know. If somebody tells me not to be praying, I'm probably going to at least do it in secret, right? I don't, I'm not interested in going into the lion's den. Let's keep going. Now, your majesty, they say, issue this decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered. Stand on this decree for the entire world in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. One more verse, right? So King Darius put the decree in writing. He wrote it down, and he was like, this is what's going to happen. Get out your sheets of paper. God's dream is that we all, it's in your seat. God's dream is that we all stand, please get out your paper. How's that? Was that better? <laughs> God's dream is that we all stand strong. And this is the first truth we learn in the first nine verses. This is the first, this is the first truth that we hear in, in the nine verses. And that is that when God fills you up, right, he's standing strong. He's like that LaCroix can before I crushed it, right? Daniel is standing strong. What happens? People, sorry, it's the next one. Yeah, it's okay. Um, it, yeah, it's that next one. After that, yeah, when, pe when God fills you, expect people to crush you, okay? I wanted to be really careful about this because I don't want y'all living your life worried about what human is going to threaten what it is God's trying to do through you again. That's not how I want you living your life, but we've got to be honest with this truth that our, our broken human nature causes us to look out for ourselves and want power and greed and all the things we want for ourselves. Our human nature literally leads us on a path to want that for ourselves. And sometimes you are going to be what stands in the way of somebody getting to a place they want to be. And when God has filled you up and called you to it, people will try to crush you. They will try to sabotage you. They will try to destroy you. They will try to manipulate you. Did y'all hear what these, these leaders did? They went to the king and they were like, can you issue this decree that, that ruins the very thing that, king da that Daniel stood for? Can you attack his faith in God? I don't want y'all living... The, I don't want y'all living afraid of people around you, but I want us to be really honest about this. That when you start to feel filled up, when you start to get a real sense of your purpose or what God has created you to be, it's going to threaten people around you and people will try to crush you, okay? This is just a, a, a truth, a reality that happens. But it's not the only truth or reality we're going to learn about today, okay? So let's, let's keep going. In verse 11, uh, in verse 10, it says, Now, when Daniel had learned that this decree had been published, this is a man who's prayed three times a day for weeks and years on end. He went home, so he's learned that this decree's been published. Daniel went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem, and three times a day he got down on his knees and he prayed. And I want y'all to hear what he did. 
the first thing he did was he, gives, he gave thanks to his God as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and they found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and they spoke to him about his royal decree. And they said, didn't you publish a decree that said if somebody does this during the next 30 days, if anyone prays to any God or human except through you, you're going to throw them in the lion's den? Isn't that what you said you were going to do? And the king answered and said, the decree stands in accordance with the law of Medes and Persians and it cannot be repealed. That's what I said absolutely what I said. So they looked at the king and they said, Daniel, who is one of those exiles from Judah, he pays no attention to you. What is people doing? If God fills him up, what are people doing? They're crushing him. He pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to the decree that you put into writing. He doesn't care about you. He still prays three times a day. And when he heard this, when the king heard this, he was greatly distressed he was determined to rescue Daniel, and he made every effort until sundown to save him. But the men went as a group to, De to King Darius, and they said, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no degree or edict of God can be changed. So they sort of, you know, twisted his arm. King, you said this is what you were going to do. It's time for you to throw this guy in the lion's den because he's spending three times a day thanking God that he's alive. He's spending three times a day falling on his knees before God, praying to him. I need y'all to, to hear this. Kneeling to pray is what gives you the strength to stand. Falling before the creator of the universe and saying, God, I need your help, somehow gives you strength to stand. I can't write a dissertation about it, but I, I'm, I'm standing before you and I'm telling you when there have been moments in my life where I'm like, I can't go for I can't wait another month to get into Panorama Bowling Alley, y'all. And when I've done that, when I've sat down on my knees and I prayed God sent us Abel and we baptized him last week and God said, yes, you can keep going because kneeling to pray, surrendering to the creator of the universe is what gives you the strength to stand. We live in a world... That when you face threats, when you face, to be, when you face things that threaten to crush you, we live in a world that says panic. Hit the panic button. Watch how I live my life. It'll teach you this. Hit the panic button. Hit the panic button. And God's truth, God's truth is you don't have to panic. Pray. Pray. When Daniel had the opportunity to panic, like I'm going to get thrown in the lion's den, he fell on his knees and he thanked God that he had breath in his lungs anyway. When everything threatened to crush him, three times a day, he still fell on his knees and he prayed to the God who would give him strength to stand, who would remind him of his purpose. There's been so many times when I've talked to some of you in this room in the last couple months, and I was like, all we can do is pray. I've said that, all we can do is pray. And literally this week, God was like, you get to pray. You get to fall on your knees before the creator of the universe, the God who made the stars and the mountains, the oceans and the rivers, the God who created the beauty that you see around you, the God who created little bitty babies and, and sweet old adults and, and all those in between. You get to fall on your knees before the creator of you, the creator of the universe, and you get to say, God, help me. I can't do this anymore by myself. And God gives you the strength to stand. It doesn't matter what humans threaten to crush you. 
what things in life threatens to crush the purpose God has created for you, it literally doesn't matter because you get to fall on your knees and pray, and it gives you the strength to stand. Now, y'all know this king meant business, right? What did Daniel do? He prayed to somebody besides the king. He started to worship somebody besides the king. The king's like, my hands are tied. I've written this decree. you got to go into the lion's den. So let's listen to this. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. Not a pebble, not a little rock. A stone was placed and it was brought over the entire mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own ring and with the rings of his nobles so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. They sealed it so they would know that he was sealed in there. And then the king returned to his palace and he spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him. Here's a truth that I didn't write down, but it's kind of good news. When people are trying to crush you, sometimes God interrupts their sleep. There might be somebody awake right now worried about you following the purpose God has called you on. Okay? I want you to know that that happens sometimes. We, we can't sleep when we start to get in the way of, of, of what God is doing in the lives of people. So if that gives you any consolation, this king who threw him in the lion's den can't sleep and can't eat. All right? At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. So they threw Daniel in sealed it and as soon as the sun came up the king's like I gotta go see what's happened and when he came near the den he called Daniel in an anguish voice he was scared to death Daniel I didn't want to crush you I, I if I could take it back I would he says Daniel servant of the living God please tell me your God whom you serve continually has been able to rescue you from the lions for just a moment it was silent okay has God been able to rescue you from the mouths of hungry lions? Daniel answered, May the king live forever. In the middle of lions, literally ready to crush his life in their, jo in their jaws, he sent an angel. God sent an angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. Y'all hear me? These things that threaten to crush you, he shuts the mouths of those things. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed. Okay, this happens when people try to crush you. Sometimes you get excited about it. He was overjoyed and he gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. Because he had trusted in his God. When you do what's right when you do what's right you can trust God with the results because somehow in the forming of the crushing God's results may not look like you wanted them to look but you can begin to trust God with the results when you do what is right, listen to me, people. Every single person in this room is being asked by God to stand up and do something right for our city, for our community, for our schools, for our families, for the people we love. Every single person in this room is being asked to stand up and do something that is right in a shaky world that will try to crush you. Crush you. And I want you to listen. You can trust God with the results. You will stand strong. There will be no shame. Okay, it might not end like you thought it would. There'll be no shame. You can stand. I, I'm standing up here, y'all, and I'm telling you, it has been a really hard three or four months. Okay, every single time I think we're going to get an H back, it's delayed for three more days. 
We're supposed to have a sprayed insulation ceiling four weeks later. They're going to start day one tomorrow. Let's see if it happens, right? Like every single time that I thought we had some kind of hope of moving towards Panorama, something has knocked us off schedule. And here's the deal. This is what God spoke so clearly to me this week. God didn't send me to Tampa six months pregnant with a six-month-old infant that I had prayed for years for. God didn't send me here to this place to create a sustainable church in a bowling alley. God sent me to this place to shine light and ignite change and convince you all that you have God's light in you and that you are strong enough to ignite change in this place. Will this city be different because you stood up and trusted God with the result? It will. Will the school where your kids go to school, will it be different because you stood up and shined some light and it began to ignite some change? Yes, it will. Listen, listen, this is not the way I expected to be a pastor in January of 2023. I didn't expect to be in the back dining room of rights, but I'll baptize people in the parking lot every single Sunday. I didn't expect to go to Monty Elementary School on Friday with just a handful of volunteers, but we have been praying for older people who are stepping into the next season of their lives in retirement that they would find their purpose and that it would, it would change the schools that we are in. And 12 people, y'all, showed up to pour into the lives of fifth graders at Monty Elementary School who have no other supportive adult and can't even show up to school half the time. Y'all, let me tell you, when we stand up for what's right, God begins to show us results that change everything. I don't know what it is you're experiencing in your life this morning, but I need you to hear me. Stand up for what's right and trust God with the results. I'm going to read this last thing and then the band is going to come up. I need you to hear what King Darius said. He says, it, he, he, the King Darius, he wrote all the nations, all the nations that were under Babylon and all the peoples of every language in all the earth. And he said, May you prosper greatly. Y'all hear me? May you prosper greatly. It went from, I want to rule everything in Babylon to be the greatest thing ever. To I want everybody to prosper. I want things to look different. He says, I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and fall in reverence to the God of Daniel. Says, Listen to this. For those of you who are having a hard time standing strong, I need you to hear this. He is the living God, and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. It will not be delayed. It will not be crushed. It will not be plundered. His kingdom will not be destroyed, and his dominion, his power will never end. Listen to who our God is. Listen. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders. There are going to be moments where you're like, I can't believe this. Of course not. We serve a God who performs signs and wonders in the heavens where we are headed and right here on earth where we are. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. Imagine what this God has for you. Imagine what this God has for you. Will the band come up while I pray? God of of power and rescue, God of mercy and grace. All of us in this room can whisper in our hearts and in our minds something to you right now that threatens to crush us. Help us, God, 
Help us to recognize that, that it, is, it is okay for us to feel like we can't stand strong on our own. And fill us up right now, this morning. But don't just waste it on us, God. Fill us up and help us stand strong so that everybody in this city will know about your goodness. Shine light in the darkest places of our lives, in the lines den where we feel like we are stuck right now. Shine light there. Begin to ignite change in, in, in who we are and our identity and our heart, God. And turn us into people who shine your light and ignite your change in a world desperate for it. Amen.